on one hand on those days when I, I feel good enough and, and I know I have the level to be there. I'm, I'm confident. I know, okay, I can, I can do this. I'm not intimidated, but then on the other hand, I realize that I'm still super new to things and not that it gives me an excuse, but I'm not the top guy on this team. I'm, I'm not the, the guy that's been on everybody's radar for the past two years or three years kind of thing where I've made a name for myself or anything. I'm just, I'm just here doing my best. And, and if my best isn't uh, amazing on a certain day, that's okay too, because I'm still, still learning. It's showtime, everybody! Showtime! You've been living in a dream world, Neil. This is the world as it exists today. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Listen, we're talking about practice. They peed on the dude's rug. Donnie, you're out of your element. I see, you think this has nothing to do with you. Don't ever trash talk black Jesus. This is the Adventure Stash with Pace and McKelvin. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today we have a super special episode with a veteran of the podcast, Sepp Kuss, but this time under very unusual, extra special circumstances. Sepp is just entering the third week of the Tour de France. He's on the Yumbo Visma team that is currently leading the tour. And Sepp is the number one mountain domestique for Primoz Roglic, the guy who is currently winning the Tour de France, a Slovenian guy um, who's leaning heavily on Sepp every day on these really tough uh, alpine mountain finishes. And as someone that used to be teammates with Sepp uh, when we were younger, kind of grew up racing mountain bikes with Sepp, uh, one of my favorite training partners over the years here in Durango, I'm just having to pinch myself every morning as I'm watching TV. And you know, there's Bob Roll and Phil Liggett announcing as as Sepp is just absolutely tearing the Tour de France apart. And uh, sometimes I just can't believe my eyes. I'm just so proud. And uh, I think that goes for the entire Durango community um, and probably the whole uh, mountain bike community, especially the U.S. mountain bike community. Um, Sepp and I have exchanged a few messages over the course of the tour, but I really you know, didn't have the heart or the spine to ask him to do a little 20 to 30 minute podcast check-in for us but finally you know I just thought yeah it doesn't hurt to ask it's Sepp. Sepp is one of the most grounded humble generous people I know and even though I I can't imagine the amount of pressure and expectation and you know how serious things are within that team right now uh, he was willing to give us 20 or 30 minutes which is just Sepp's MO uh, so I'm very thankful for that it was great to catch up with him over zoom um, and you know Sepp just no matter his success level. One thing that I really appreciate about him is he just never changes. He's just same old little Sep, um, just riding a little bit faster every year. Um, this episode is brought to you by Roll Massif. Roll Massif typically is a really awesome series of eight events in Colorado, events like Copper Triangle, Tour of the Moon. Um, I actually had a couple of these on my schedule this year, but like most events in the U.S., uh, they had to cancel their events. So instead, they put together this really cool Roll Massif Challenge, which is a virtual challenge. Basically, the way it works um, is you have until October 31st to log either 
353 miles or 484 miles, which is the sum total of the long courses and the short courses of these eight events. When you register, which you do at rollmassif.com slash challenge, you are entered to win weekly drawings. So Roll Massif is giving away a ton of awesome swag, everything from cycling computers to cycling kits. Um, at the end of this challenge, on October 31st, they're going to do a big grand prize drawing, which includes a complete bike and a bike rack. Um, so there's definitely some incentives to sign up here beyond um, just having some fun accountability and little online community that you can engage with. If you would like to register, you can go to rollmassif.com slash challenge. That's R-O-L-L-M-A-S-S-I-F dot com slash challenge. And use code PASEN20 to get yourself 20% off registration. And you can use that code for their merchandise as well. When you register, uh, you get a pretty sweet swag bag, a bib number, um, and your choice of a cycling jersey or t-shirt. Or if you'd like to forego uh, your swag bag, the proceeds of that will be donated by Roll Massif to one of 10 charities. So if you're looking for an extra challenge uh, this fall to keep you motivated, since most racing is on hold, I think this is a super awesome option. I'm participating. Um, I'll be uploading my rides there to rollmassif.com slash challenge. So it'd be sweet if you join me. You get to pick the distance. Uh, this is definitely an achievable challenge. You know, some of them are <laughs> pretty out there, but this is one that's uh, very inclusive and fun and they've got all kinds of cool prizes so go check it out rollmassif.com slash challenge and use code pacen 20 for 20 percent off thank you all for listening <laughs> good to see you are, you too are you in your new office i wish that's a never-ending project i'm at uh nicole's house my girlfriend's house oh nice yeah you're the new durango power couple man <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Fuck the 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 adventures you guys have gone on looks so cool. Yeah, like crazy. I know. Well, you'll get a kick out of this. So she's finally totally converted me. And on Friday, um, I'm leaving for Colorado Trail, um, and I'm gonna try to do it fast. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so messed up. Yeah, like self-supported all the yeah. way or yeah just like fully so with the bike pack racing thing there's pretty strict rules about self-support and all that sort of thing um yeah and i figure with covid year like it's the only chance i'll get probably assuming racing picks up for us next year so um yeah it's like the record is three days 20 hours um and it's just huge Jesus. like 150 <laughs> 150 to 170 mile days with like 23,000 feet of climbing per day, two to three hours of sleep. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's going to be crazy, but well, well, you're, you're good at running off of low, low sleep hours. So it's true. It's true. That's my, you're, you're prepared. <laughs> that, that's my, uh, that's my MO. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I don't want to take too much of your time because this is no uh, one of your very few. How was your rest day today, by the way? How are things? It was pretty good. It, it went by fast until now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like we have kind of a mountain stage tomorrow. So it's like, like you can't just ride easy kind of rest day. Yeah. But what did you, what, did you I don't know. <laughs> what kind of ride did you do? Uh, we just did like an hour and a half with some 
like just a few short efforts, really. Yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing crazy, but I mean, sometimes I feel fine just doing an easy ride, but other days like totally blocked yeah. after once the body realizes that it wants to <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yeah. You have to keep it tricked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, how are you feeling physically at this point? Uh, pretty good actually. I mean, I guess if I were to compare it to like the Giro or the Vuelta, it feels a bit similar or even better. I mean, like in the Vuelta last year, for example, I, I guess it was a lot like the tour this year. Like there's so many tough stages in the beginning that, and then a lot of really chaotic stages that you're just low on mental batteries and, and physically, yeah. you know, and then the heat and everything. So it, it's a lot of the same in this one. I mean, all the, 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 the sprint days have been uh, actually some of the harder days just because the, the green Jersey uh, competition is so tight and, and that's dictating the race a lot of the time. So yeah there haven't been many just like, okay, I'll sit back and, and spin the legs kind of uh, <laughs> stages. Yeah, it seems like some, <clears throat> some people are kind of getting annoyed with Bora because they keep turning every flat <clears throat> stage into like a classic day. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Every, I'm there on the front on some of those days, you think, okay, here we go. Time to <laughs> mentally switch to, uh, <laughs> uh energy conservation mode into like uh race slash survival mode <laughs> depending if there's wind or not <laughs> yeah um yeah there was that one stage with the crazy crosswinds where uh yeah Tade Pojikar lost some some time lost those 40 seconds and seeing you in that select front group of like how many guys made that like 20 25 it was crazy yeah, that looks so it, miserable. It, it was terrible. Well, I mean, I don't even know how I ended up in that echelon because it was just coming out of a roundabout, so it was really strung out. And the wind was, I mean, there was wind, but it wasn't super strong. But I guess I was just in good position and then looked back and, the, and there's nobody. So, But the, I think the hardest part was that we we knew there were GC guys that were caught behind. So we were, I mean, it was George and I to light climbers <laughs> pulling on the flat so for me if i have to rate the hardest day that was definitely really? definitely yeah. up there yeah yeah that's crazy but talk yeah. to me about uh your hotel tonight that's some pretty sweet looking wallpaper behind you <laughs> oh yeah it's uh let's see we're in um where are we we're in grenoble so they've got a little mountain uh we've got our a lot of jumbo uh, bed sheets and oh, everything yeah. here, but uh, yeah, it's a, I don't know. I, for me, the thing that makes a good hotel room is if they have a water boiler, so you can make tea to <laughs> to pass the time. That's I should so, just bring one of my own. That's so true. Uh, for this Colorado Trail thing, I'm gonna do. I <clears throat> I was talking to Travis Brown about strategies because, like, I've just. I'm not going to sleep very well in an emergency bivy at 12,000 feet. I don't think when it's like 30 <laughs> degrees. And he basically said that like, theoretically I'll be one of the fittest people to have tried to do this. So theoretically the, the towns 
the distance between the towns is a little bit smaller. And so yeah. theoretically I should be able to ride hotel to hotel. And so I've been, oh. I've been booking these hotels. And my first question to every hotel is, do you have a hot water boiler? Because I need <laughs> coffee after my three hours of sleep. Hot water boiler yeah, is yeah. an important thing. <laughs> you just got to pack a bunch of uh, cold brew with you or something. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, talk to me about what it's been like adjusting to uh like i mean it's i don't want to sound like a broken record but your uh ascension to your current level has been so fast um yeah that i have to assume it's there's a little bit of uh i don't know just i don't want to say growing pains but what is it like to all of a sudden be at the front in the final i mean like yesterday you were there with 500 meters to go kind of cinching up the little bit of chaos that was happening right before the the final um yeah what like do you have to pinch yourself where where's your mindset right now are you just a kid in a candy shop or are you um just adjusting to this new reality and and feel like you're able to handle it professionally um already like what do you know what i'm asking like what is yeah, that what is yeah, that transition I, been like? I, <laughs> I think it's it's a little bit of both i mean on one hand like i i know on those days when I, I feel good enough and, and I know I have the level to be there, I'm, I'm confident. I know, okay, I can, I can do this. I'm not intimidated. But then on the other hand, I, I realize that I'm still super new to things and it, it's almost not that it gives me an excuse, but it says, okay, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the top guy on this team. I'm, I'm not the, the guy that's been on everybody's radar for the past two years or three years kind of thing where I've made a name for myself or anything. I'm just, I'm just here doing my best. And, and, and if my best isn't uh, amazing on a certain day, that's okay too. Cause I'm still, still learning. So I think that's also pretty nice because it's, it, you know, there, there's pressure, there's always pressure, but it's not like, um, like it all falls on, on my shoulders or oh, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I guess it was yesterday. Uh, I've noticed on a couple of stages, um, whoever is, is last in line early on, I think there was a stage where it was, wow, he did that monster pull where he was just pulling yeah. it like 30 K's an hour for like five K that was insane. Um, and yeah. then he pulled <laughs> off and then there was like a little bit of disarray and you immediately just went to the front and kind of, took the pace up even more to create some order. And then it seemed like you did that again to an extent, um, yesterday. Um, is that like, are they talking to you, uh, in the earpiece, like set, cinch this up, like take control, or is that more of an instinct thing for you at this point? And you just know like what you have to do to, to create some, uh, orderliness for. Yeah. I, I think it's more instinct. I mean, a lot from, what they can see in the car is, is a bit delayed or it's on spotty video. So they can't always see, um, real time what's going on. Um, so, I mean, before the stage, we always have a meeting with, with a variety of, of scenarios. Um, and yeah, 80% of the time the, the, your ideal scenario doesn't, um, pan through, but, um, on, on that in particular, I think 
it would have been better if I was in front of Primo's and, and then just directly increase the pace because we, we didn't expect him to, to accelerate at, at that moment in particular. Um, I mean, yeah, he, he's super strong and he, he very well could have just ridden away from everybody, but also every, everyone else is, is so strong as we've seen in this, this race that, um, yeah, he's immediately marked. So then I had, was a bit on the back foot, had to come forward a bit and, yeah. and just try and keep a pace. Um, but, but yeah, I think that's the thing with, with a lot of these mountain stages, they're, they're really tough climbs but there's 10, 15 guys that are only a few percentage points away from each other. Yeah. And, and maybe in the end, it looks like it's just a, a mountain sprint of sitting in the wheels, but it's, it's just that everybody is, is so good that yeah. it's, it's a small margin. Um, so it's, it's uh, becomes a bit more tactical in the end. For sure. Yeah. Do you think it's all going to come down to that kind of funky last time trial? I mean, all, barring some sort of incident. Yeah. Um, it's kind of rolling, it seems like, and then it kicks up and has a real climb at the end. I Like to me, yeah. that would be a pretty nerve wracking uh, way to, to decide the tour when it's a 40 second margin. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the next three days, uh, and the, the stages on uh, Friday, Saturday in particular, those are going to be brutal. Um, so I think if, if those alone don't create gaps of, of minutes, then, then for sure the time trial will because it's, it's late in the third week and it's a super, super tough course. Um, luckily, we have tons of confidence in Primo's in, in that kind of effort. Um, they've done a lot of recon on that course, uh, different bike setups and everything. So, um, yeah, that's going to be, be a big decider if it's not decided in the Alps, but I think, yeah, we got to be conservative, but also, yeah, ideally create more of a, a buffer if it's, if it's possible. Yeah. Um, Tade Pochkar is absolutely insanely good. It seems like yeah. he and it seems like he and uh, Primoz are, are pretty tight. Obviously, both being from Slovenia. What's that vibe like um, between him and kind of this Yumbo Armada? Like, are you are you uh, <laughs> like when you cross the line? He seems I don't know. He just seems like a relatively friendly guy. Someone you might kind of give yeah, a fist yeah. bump to after you cross the finish line. Um, like, it seems like a pretty cordial, if super gnarly uh, competition right now. Um, is he pretty yeah. friendly, friendly guy to, to the team? Yeah, he's a good guy. He's, he's really young and, and he, you know, he doesn't care. He, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. He, uh, Similar position to you, you know? in a way, almost kind of like playing with yeah. borrowed money. It seems like. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, for him, if he, if he wins, he wins, if he gets fifth, he gets, you know, there, there's, he's in a perfect environment cause he doesn't have any, uh, pressure really. I mean, he's, he's obviously a super talent and, and that's where his team sees him for, for a while. Um, but, but yeah, he, he really has nothing to lose. And, and when he attacks, he, he attacks sometimes without 
without reason, but it's, it's incredible <laughs> because he just, he just goes and, and he can, uh, sustain it too. He doesn't attack and look around and then, uh, you know, wait for a wheel or something. He just keeps going. So he's, uh, <laughs> he's a tough cookie. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of pals and Peloton, um, it's pretty cool seeing Nielsen in, in a pretty good number yeah. of moves. Have you been, keeping up with him, you know, as you can, um, I, that's gotta be pretty, pretty fun to see your teammate and old mountain bike buddy, you know, also kind of doing America proud right now. Yeah, no, I think Nielsen has been doing super job. I mean, every significant breakaway, every breakaway that's super hard to get into, he's been in and, and, uh, really animating it. So that's, that's pretty fun to see. And yeah, he's just such a smart, uh, bike racer that he, he just knows the flow of the race, how to get into those moves and everything. Um, so yeah, I I think it's, I mean, we only have three guys from the U S in the race, but I think, uh, we're all, you know, (laughs) in, in different, uh, uh, ways during the race, we're doing our best to keep the, keep the fans happy. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Um, how much are your parents talking to you during this time? Like how much do you have to set up boundaries versus getting to visit with people? I've been thinking, yeah, about, it's, I've been thinking about your parents a lot, actually the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're fun. I think they, they watch so much of the race that, that they sometimes think that I don't know what happened in the race. <laughs> like, yeah, I know <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I <laughs> and then they're but yeah you didn't see what happened at that point because it was behind you i was like yeah but we usually watch the stage <laughs> on the bus after the race so <laughs> that's amazing and then they, but yeah so so they uh i mean it's good they they're they're getting um uh their knowledge of the the cycling uh world and everything but uh yeah, it's it's also interesting because I it's so busy and, and focused in the race that at least for me, half the time when I'm done racing, I just think, okay, I don't want to talk to any I just wanna yeah, you know, because it's so consuming for so long and and I think that's also why the time goes by so fast is because you're just so um focused. Yeah. Yeah, I was that's what I was thinking about earlier too, and I almost didn't reach out to you to do this because uh, I just can't imagine how many people are asking for your attention right now, but that juxtaposition must be so crazy of the absolute carnage of the race where there's crashes and there's uh, caravan vehicles flying by you and you're coming back through caravan vehicles. And even though there's not necessarily supposed to be, there's tons of, you know, fans at the finish or not tons, but there are fans at the finish and all the staff. And then you go back to your hotel room. Sometimes tons. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then you go back to your hotel room and somehow you have to like switch, switch it off and go on the other opposite end of the spectrum and try to recover. That just has to be such a crazy two worlds to live in. I would have to assume. Yeah. Yeah. It's really why, I mean, I think, as, as I've done more races, as I've done more grand tours, it's, it's become easier, but, um, yeah, it's, it, it just takes a lot of energy keeping, keeping, uh, tabs on everything that's going on, not having those, uh, 
uh, lazy moments in the race where you make a stupid mistake and crash or something like that. And, uh, yeah, then it's, um, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a yeah. lot of concentration. And then afterwards you just want to completely let go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Oh, I, one sort of silly question. So you're, I mean, hands down, you're one of the strongest in the race and it's kind of funny because you're, uh, I think, I can't remember which day it was, but you lost a lot of time, um, on GC just after doing a bunch of work early. Uh, it seemed like, I think you lost 20 minutes or something, but that's the majority of the time you've lost. Um, and in the mountaintop finishes and that sort of thing, you've, you've been finishing ahead of some other teams, GC riders. Um, do you have any, like, what are team orders in terms of that last time trial? Is there any curiosity for you in terms of just like emptying the tank since it's the day before Paris <laughs> or will you still have to rein it in and, and be ready to, to, you know, shepherd primos around should uh, you still have yellow going into Paris? No, I'll definitely, definitely give it a good go. I mean, the, the last stage it's, it's, it's not like it's a total parade. I mean, the, the find the circuit on, uh, in, in Paris is, is really hard, really fast from what I hear. Um, but yeah, for, for a guy like me, I, I can't do too much, uh, help in a, in a stage like that. So I think it'll be fun to give it a try on the, the final TT, but it's also a lot of flat before the, the last climb. So maybe, uh, keep it uh keep a lid on the effort and then have a more enjoyable climb once i switch to the road bike <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so you will do a bike switch halfway through yeah. yeah yeah i think so i think i think most guys will i know they tested it and it's it's not much slower on the tt bike um but also ap after three weeks it's it's a totally different different ball game the the sensations on the bike and how much weight extra weight you have to carry up the climb um but yeah i imagine most most guys will do a bike change because it's a pretty steep tough climb same same uh summit finish they did last year mm. um i can't remember which stage yeah yeah um couple quick just fun for the fans questions what's your favorite uh what's your favorite snack on the bike so far Oh, favorite snack on the bike. Honestly, well, we got a bit of flavor fatigue from, uh, I mean, I, I love our, our V-Fit products. So, I mean, that that's always a, a tasty, tasty snack, but that's, that's more race fuel. Um, I'd have to say during a training ride, favorite snack would be anything with ice cream. There's ice. something with ice cream. If I, if I stop for ice cream, it's, it's just rocket fuel. Like some, sometimes you stop and you eat something and you get kind of lethargic and it doesn't digest, but there's something about ice cream. It's, it's just an immediate, uh, <laughs> kick in the pants, you know? That's awesome. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, what is it like seven fifteen there? Have you already had dinner tonight or is that still uh, not yet? I think we got an earlier dinner tonight, but usually we, at least the past week, we've been getting back at like nine and then oh. eat at nine thirty, and yeah, so it's like 
we wait so long before the stage to start because the quite late starts. And then after the stage, you do the bus transfer, get to the hotel, massage, and then you eat. And then it's it's so backloaded that you just are scrambling for time sometimes. Oof. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the part of the race that no one no one sees. Not even your parents who think that they're more there than you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shout out Dolphins. <laughs> Live on TV. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, nice. And... Um, Let's see. There was one other thing I wanted to ask you. I guess one, when are you coming back to Durango? We want to go mountain biking with you. Yeah. End of the <laughs> season. So, I mean, right now I'm supposed to do the Vuelta. So that ends in oh. November. So. Do you think you I mean, get, would you get a little bit of GC leash for the Vuelta or are you still not interested in that? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know who will send. I'm, I think maybe Tom will go as well. So. Yeah. But I think overall, it'll be a more uh, relaxed approach. I think for, for us this year, the big, big goal was the tour. So we'll, we'll get through that and then, and then see. But yeah, the whole rescheduling of everything with, with COVID. Um, and then, yeah, certain guys getting injured and things like that, that scrambles the, the schedule around and who's going to which race. So like yeah. Steven's going to Giro, for example, and he was supposed to be doing the tour, but he was uh, injured. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it looks like a, a tough route in the Vuelta, as usual. Hopefully not uh, not any snow up in the high mountains. But it's a it's a kind of a unlucky year for it to be so north um, concentrated for the route this year. Usually it's, there's so many stages in the South and, and this year would be perfect. Like November in the South of Spain would be more or less ideal, but now it's almost all in the, in the North in the Basque country where it's rainy and, but we'll see yeah. maybe a uh, Indian summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then one more looking ahead race. This still just blows my mind that, um, world champs is a week after the tour, right? Yep. Are you looking at that as a realistic goal? Is that something that you think you can come around for? And and because theoretically, on paper, it's it's not a bad course for you by any means. Um, is that uh, something you're somewhat excited about? Yeah, definitely. I think the the original route in uh, Switzerland was was really good for me. Um, it was more just pure pure climbing. Um, but this this route's also super tough. Uh, a bit punchier but also really steep climbs uh, maybe a bit more open race but uh yeah I, I think timing wise it's ideal like a week after the tour you're still still in good shape um if you just keep uh ticking over after the race um so yeah i, I imagine that that to do well in in worlds you you pretty much need to do do the tour just to have that that level for that long of a race and for that much climbing for sure for sure all right well wishing you the best of luck going into this uh final <laughs> Thanks, week buddy. is is primos Thanks, pretty man. pretty relaxed or his usual relaxed yeah, self or yeah. how's that vibe been yeah he's really relaxed i mean he's really i think he knows how much how important the the time trial is and how hard the the stages in the third week are so he's pretty uh 
calculated, I guess, with how he's, you know, using his, his bullets and everything. Um, so that's, that's nice. I mean, it's not like every day he's, you know, going all in, um, where, where other guys definitely are. So every, every bit he's saving, I think is going to be good for him in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right, Seppi, well, yeah. you're doing us proud. We're having so much fun watching every morning and, uh, we Thanks, miss, man. miss you lots. Um, miss you too, dude. <laughs> keep up. I the can't wait work. to come back. Yeah. I can't wait to do some, uh, some, uh, uh, wild horse and, uh, McDonald's drive through. <laughs> yes. Oh, I remember it with fondness. You know, what's funny. This, <laughs> this is crazy. I was uh, cleaning my car last week, two yep. weeks ago, and there was a little bit <laughs> there was a little bit of shredded lettuce in the back seat <laughs> uh, cup holder, and it was a hundred percent you. I remember distinctly yeah. when your burger exploded in the back seat oh, of the car, God. <laughs> <laughs> like a year old lettuce. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was still totally edible. I mean, McDonald's has that uh, that long lasting quality guarantee. So exactly, yeah, best preservatives yeah. in the world. <laughs> you should pack some for your uh, your bike packing record. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been talking to a lot of the you know the salt of the earth hardcore bike packer folks, and yeah, I, I think they're a little bit amused. And uh, there's a really good chance that I'll get out there and like just go into survival mode and just try to finish the thing. It sounds kind of insane. Oh, I I can't wait to follow along. And when do you start again? <laughs> Theoretically Friday. We got okay. a crazy snowstorm here uh, a few days ago. It. So um, yeah, but I think the the trails should be perfect. It'll just be a little chilly at night, but. Yeah, should be cool. Even more reason to just keep pushing through. No exactly. sleep. <laughs> no sleep. I've been practicing for this for the last few years. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right, Seppi. Um, thanks for doing All it. All right, man. Thinking of you every day. Yeah, that was fun. Have fun out there. Thanks, man. Good talking to you. Yep. Kill it out there. Be safe. I, yeah, likewise. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. See you, man. Thank you all for listening and thanks to Roll Massif Challenge for being presenting sponsor of this episode. Roll Massif is typically a really cool series of eight events that happen in Colorado, really well-known events, um, events like the Copper Triangle, Tour of the Moon. Um, I actually had a few of these on my calendar for this year, but uh, as is the case with most events in 2020, they had to cancel. So instead, they put together, Roll Massif did, they put together this really sweet challenge, a virtual challenge. Basically, they added up the distances of all of their events short courses and all of their events long courses. And those sum totals are 353 miles and 484 miles. And basically put that out there as a goal to cyclists and said, hey, if you go sign up at rollmassif.com slash challenge um, and upload your rides there, uh, you have until October 31st to meet those mile markers, whichever one you choose, whether it's the shorter one or the longer one. And when you do that, as some incentive, there will be weekly prize drawings. So Roll Massif is giving away bike computers. They're giving away cycling kits, uh, lots of really cool prizes each and every week. Um, and then at the end of this, after October 31st, they're giving away, they're doing a drawing for a complete bike and a bike rack, which is pretty crazy. When you register, 
you will be entered to win all of those prize drawings as well as receive a swag bag with your choice of a t-shirt or a jersey and a rider bib. If you would prefer to decline that swag bag, the proceeds of that will be donated to one of 10 charities. Um, So this is just a, a pretty fun carrot to chase this fall, something to keep you motivated. I'm going to be participating. I'll be uploading my rides to rollmassif.com slash challenge and crossing my fingers for some of those prize drawings. If you'd like to join me, you can use code PAYSON20 at rollmassif.com slash challenge. That's R-O-L-L-M-A-S-S-I-F.com slash challenge. Use code PAYSON20 to get yourself 20% off registration. And that code will work for their merchandise as well if you'd like 20% off that. So come join me. Let's uh, let's chase some miles and keep each other accountable. Thanks also to Lily McKelvin for being the editor and the producer of this show each and every week. Um, she hasn't missed a week, and thus the show hasn't missed a week. I don't actually know what uh, number episode this is, but I think it might be 80. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for leaving a rating, leaving a review, uh, subscribing. All of that goes a long way. And we will catch you next week. <laughs>